the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So these false prophets write books that appear in local Christian bookstores. They can be seen on television and heard on radio. And they are not always so obvious because they do mix truth with error. If they didn't do that, it would be very clear who they are. And that's why we have to examine them carefully because their message is a mixture of biblical truth and error rather than straightforward error. How many times have you thought, that sounds right, but how can I be sure? The false teachers are very adept at being able to make it sound right, even though their teaching is actually full of holes and errors, even heresy. It's not because some preacher said it on the radio or TV, and he looked sincere that you should believe it. You must compare it to the Word of God as found in the Scriptures. You're listening to Verse by Verse. Our Bible teacher is Pastor Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. We'd love to have you visit us if you're in the area. The church is located between US-19 and the beaches in Clearwater. Call the church for directions or service times at 727-441-1714. Let's listen now to Pastor Steve here on Verse by Verse. But why? Why is this so important for us? Why do we all need to be involved in this testing of spirits? Well, John proceeds to tell us why in the last phrase of verse 1 as he gives us a second key truth about testing the spirits. The first is we're commanded to do it. The second is the reason we are to do this. Why? The reason we are to test the spirits. Notice the last phrase of verse 1. Because, he says, here's the reason, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. John is very clear. John plainly says Why it's so important that we examine every religious teacher, even those who claim to teach the Bible, is because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now, the people that John was writing to knew this firsthand. I I told you before, we can look at this again in chapter 2, verses 18 and 19. They experienced this firsthand. John writes, children, in chapter 2, verse 18, it's the last hour, and just as you heard that Antichrist is coming. That's the one world ruler. You heard he's coming. He is. But even now, many Antichrists, those who have the same spirit of Antichrist, have appeared. From this, we know that it's the last hour. They went out from us, meaning they left our church, but they were not really of us. For if they had been of us, meaning if they were saved, if they had really been converted, they would have remained with us. They would have continued in our fellowship. They would have continued to embrace orthodox, biblical Christianity as taught by the apostles. But they went out so that it would be shown that they all are not of us. They left us, they left the truth because they were never of the truth. 
So the people that John wrote this to, they understood this firsthand. But understand this, John is not limiting these false prophets he's talking about here in chapter four to that one location, that one church or handful of churches. His point is that Satan has sent his messengers into all the world. They're all over, many places. And he's done this in order to deceive and mislead people with error. And it has only increased, only increased in time. Where do you find these false prophets? Well, I'm not even talking about rather obvious false religions, but even within the sphere of Christendom, they are in mainline denominations, they are in many seminaries, pulpits of liberal churches, so-called Christian colleges and organizations. Listen, these false prophets also write books, folks. They write books that appear in local Christian bookstores, and local Christian bookstores are not beds of discernment. The way you get a book in a local Christian bookstore is uh, you get a publisher who says it'll make money for the bookstore. They're not being discerning about this. If it sells, they'll put it in their, uh, their store. So these false prophets write books that appear in local Christian bookstores. They can be seen on television and heard on radio, and they are not always so obvious because they do mix truth with error. If they didn't do that, it would be very clear who they are. And that's why we have to examine them carefully because their message is a mixture of biblical truth and error rather than straightforward error. Listen, there are schools today that were once biblically sound and orthodox but now they're filled with teachers who deny the authority of Scripture and many of the essentials of the doctrines of our faith. And there are cults and false religions that speak about Jesus and use a great deal of biblical terminology, but they're really false teachers. But that shouldn't surprise us. The Bible tells us that this type of thing will happen and that it happened in the days of the apostles. Just look, for example, at Jude. Jude verse 4. For certain persons, Jude says, have crept in unnoticed. Crept in where? Crept into our churches. Unnoticed. Those who were long ago before marked out for this condemnation. Ungodly persons who turn the grace of our God into licentiousness and deny our only Master and Lord Jesus Christ. Essentially what Jude is saying is they creep into our churches and they start teaching that you can live any way you want. Grace covers everything and they deny the lordship and authority and supremacy of God himself to rule over our lives. Then 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, Peter essentially says the same thing. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, but false prophets also arose among the people, we're talking about in Old Testament times, just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Paul taught the same thing, Acts chapter 20. Now, see, all that I want you to see at this point is that both Jude and Peter say that these false teachers will be amongst Christians. Amongst Christians. But in Acts chapter 20, the Apostle Paul says something else that's, that's frightening. Acts 20, starting in verse 28, he is speaking to the church at Ephesus, the elders, I should say, of the church at Ephesus. He says, be on guard for yourselves, verse 28, and for all the flock 
among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. So you elders, be on guard for yourselves, for the flock. He says in verse 29, I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. What he means here is that after I leave, after I'm passed from the scene, I know that there will be false teachers who will come in from the outside and they will hurt the flock. Come in where? Come into the church. But notice verse 30, and, and this is what is most frightening. And from among your own selves, men will arise speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them. Now remember, he's talking to the elders of the church at Ephesus. From amongst your own selves, do you mean, Paul, that there will be elders in our own church that will turn people towards heresy and to follow them rather than Christ? That's exactly what Paul means. Exactly what Paul means. So the reason that the apostle John has commanded us to test the spirits of teachers is because they are all around us and you can't judge them by their appearance. You can't judge them by their speaking ability. That won't cut it. That won't tell you if they're from God or not. They might look good. They might sound good, but in reality, they might just be fool's gold, just worthless iron pyrite rather than precious gold from God. So if we're commanded to test the spirits of the teachers, and the reason that we are to do this is because there are so many of them, they're all around us, then how do we do it? How do we actually go about doing this? Are we to question every teacher before we listen to them? Do we give them a questionnaire, a set of questions? Do they have to pass an examination? Well, in the next few verses, John lays out for us how to go about this. He gives us several guidelines to help us in examining religious teachers as he gives us the third key truth about testing the spirits. We're only going to delve into this a little bit. He tells us the way to test the spirits, or you can put it how to test the spirits. Verse 2, by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Now, the first thing that John tells us about concerning how to determine if someone is a true or a false teacher is that you can know if the Spirit of God is speaking through a man if that man proclaims the truth about Jesus Christ. Now, when John says every spirit, notice this, that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, he means that this man proclaims in his message that Jesus Christ is God. God who took on flesh and became man. He is the incarnate deity, the God-man. You see, you, you know that a man who teaches the truth about Christ's deity has the Spirit of God as the source of his message because this is what the Spirit of God teaches throughout the New Testament. John chapter 1, the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. Verse 14, the Word dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten Son. This is what the Spirit of God teaches. Jesus Christ was in the beginning with God because He is God. Paul taught it in Colossians 2, 9. He says, in Him all the fullness of deity dwells in body. This is precisely the truth that John began his letter with. Let me remind you. 1 John chapter 1, 
verses 1 through 3. What was from the beginning? What we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life, and the life was manifested, and we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you that you too may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Once again, John Stott wrote these words, It is understandable that the same Spirit through whom the miraculous conception took place should bear faithful witness to it. You see, some of the false teachers and Gnostics of John's day denied, specifically denied, that Jesus Christ was God in human flesh. We know from historical records that there was a man in John's day, Cerinthius, who rose up and opposed John. And what he specifically taught was that he separated Jesus from the Christ, teaching that something called the Christ Spirit came upon the man, Jesus, at his baptism. And then the Christ Spirit departed from this man, Jesus, just before his crucifixion. That's what was being taught. Teachers from God don't teach that. They teach the truth about Jesus Christ, that he is fully divine and fully man. He is the second person of the Trinity, the Son of God and God the Son. So the way that you can test a speaker is to hear what he has to say about Jesus, because all who speak by the Spirit of God confess that Jesus Christ is the God-man. However, listen very closely. This confession that John is referring to is not simply a recognition or even a doctrinal acceptance of Christ's deity. It is certainly that, but it goes beyond that. The New Testament tells us that during Christ's earthly ministry, even demons recognized who he was, and they confessed that he was the Son of God. Demons have their theology right about Christ. So it has to mean more than that. James says even the demons believe and they, and they tremble. They confessed he was the Son of God. So pay close attention. To confess Christ as deity is more than just confessing an orthodox doctrinal position. It is to openly confess your personal faith and trust in Christ as Lord and Savior. You see, the reason that God became a man in the person of Jesus Christ, is so that he could die as the perfect substitute for sinners and call us to trust in his sacrificial death for our salvation. So when we talk about the, the deity of Christ, we talk about the reason behind the deity. God became a man so he could die for sinners. So therefore, to confess Christ as God involves a belief that salvation is only by grace through faith in Christ and his atoning work. So true teachers from God They believe and they teach this. They not only have an orthodox position of Christ's deity, they understand what the cross is all about, which is so tied and connected to his deity. Not only do they teach the truth about Christ and salvation through him, but listen, they honor him. They exalt him as Lord because that is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. One of the ways you know that the charismatic movement, for the most part, is not of God is because if the Spirit were in it, He would not be exalting himself. He would be exalting Christ. Let me show you this. John chapter 16. 
John chapter 16. Jesus is teaching his disciples about what life will be like when he's gone, and he tells them about the Holy Spirit coming. He says in chapter 16, starting in verse 13, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Now, I take it that this is a specific promise for the apostles, that he will guide them into penning, writing the New Testament. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will disclose to you what is to come. So he will lead you into prophecy, what's to come. He will notice this, glorify me. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit, to glorify Christ. For he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. He will take truths about me and disclose it to you. Uh, The New Testament is just that. It's the New Testament of Christ. It's all about Christ. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. You see, the way to test a teacher is to hear what he says about Christ. And and not only does he believe in his deity, that's part of it, but does he exalt him as God? Does he honor him? Does he worship him? Does he call you to surrender your life to Christ's lordship? And on and on it goes, does he glorify the Son of God? Or does he preach himself? Does he try to lead you to follow him? I ask you to turn again to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. This is such a good verse because Paul just nails it when it comes to, is somebody a man of God or a man of Satan? 2 Corinthians 4, 5, Paul said, For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord, and ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. True teachers don't exalt themselves, they exalt Christ. True teachers don't teach about themselves, They teach about Christ as Lord. True teachers recognize they are simply bond servants to exalt Christ, to expose you to Jesus Christ. Now, if we can know that the Holy Spirit is behind a man's teaching based on his confession of Christ as the incarnate God and his attitude of exalting and glorifying the Lord, then it only makes sense and only stands to reason that those who don't hold to this view of Christ, must have the spirit of Satan behind them. That's precisely what John goes on to say in verse 3. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, of which you have heard that it is coming, and now it is already in the world. What John is saying is that every teacher who denies the deity of Christ has as the source of his ministry the spirit of the Antichrist. Now, as you know, the Antichrist is that coming one-world ruler who will lead the nations against truth during the tribulation period. He will oppose Christ. He will oppose everything that is dear to the heart of Christ, specifically believers and Israel, and he will exalt himself as God, the Scripture says. Now, what John is saying is the same satanic spirit that will inspire this coming man, John says, now inspires all false teachers. He's behind all false teachers. It is the same spirit of Antichrist. It is Satan's spirit. And and you can know who they are by the fact that they do not believe and they do not embrace Christ as God, nor do they teach that salvation is solely through faith in his shed blood. Folks, this includes all cults 
like Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons, who very clearly deny the deity of Christ and salvation by Him alone. Now, they'll say that's not true, but they're just trying to deceive you. That is true. They do not believe in Christ's deity. They do not believe that salvation comes through faith in Him and His atoning work on the cross alone. But this also includes any teacher who doesn't teach the truth about Christ. Even though they may speak a great deal about the Bible and they may wow you with their dynamic personality. John says, don't be naive. That person has the spirit of Antichrist behind him and you can know it by what he says and believes concerning Jesus. Now, there are other guidelines that John gives us and they'll help us to discern the spirit of teachers, and we'll learn more about them, about these truths next week. But I want to impress upon you to listen with discernment when you hear a message, when you read a book, be discerning. What is this individual saying about Jesus and salvation? Forget about the charismatic personality of the individual. Forget about the man's speaking ability or his appearance or his charm or his writing ability. What does he say about Christ and salvation? That's where it begins. That's where it ends. Listen, follow what John says here, and you'll see right through books like The Shack, speakers like Joel Osteen, movements that aren't biblical, and on and on it goes. Otherwise, you will not have a clue as to who to believe, who to read, what to embrace, and you'll be tossed about by every wind of doctrine. Question that I leave with you. Do you personally know the truth about Jesus Christ? Have you personally trusted Him as your Lord and Savior? Or do you just have an orthodox view about Him? Now, you ought to have an orthodox view about Him, But it's not just head knowledge. It's not just that you know the truth about him. Have you ever personally trusted him as the one dying on the cross for you? That is what the Bible refers to as the message of salvation. He died for sinners like us. When you believe that and you are ready to forsake your sin of running your own life and you turn to Christ to trust him, as the one who forgives you through his shed blood and you want him to run your life and reign over you, that's what it means to become a Christian. So make sure that you've repented. Make sure that you've trusted him to save you. And once you do that, then you embrace this truth and you become discerning as you listen to other speakers. It's powerful prayer. Father, I thank you that this is in your word. I thank you, Lord that we don't have to lack discernment. And Father, you you know my heart's burden for our church and the people who attend here that we might be discerning, how it saddens my heart, the hearts of other leaders to hear some of our people who have sat under the word for years and yet seem to lack any kind of discernment. I pray that you'll help us, Lord, to test the spirits, to believe what, what... needs to be believed that what is clearly from you and not to believe what is clearly not from you. May we be discerning not only in speakers, but in books we read, people we listen to, men who are on radio, television, public speakers. Lord, help us to embrace, to follow, to apply what John has to say here. 
And I pray that you'll protect us at Lakeside, that we might be a church that uh, our leaders are always men of the word, men of God, who do not preach themselves, Lord, but we want to preach. And by your strength, we'll continue to do this, preaching Christ as Lord, not ourselves. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you're getting the picture. It's a dangerous world out there. Everything that glitters is not gold. Plenty of well-meaning people are listening to teachers, reading literature, and even going to churches where they are getting half-truths and, in some cases, outright lies. Pastor Steve told you today to check out what they are saying about Jesus. Always compare what you hear against what you read in the Scriptures. That's the only way to discern the truth from the lie. The Holy Spirit will guide you when your Bible is open. If you are struggling with this, we can help you. Let us hear from you. Why don't you pray right now and ask God to give you a discerning mind? He wants you to know the truth and to be able to recognize error. Verse by Verse Radio is supported by our listeners who give faithfully and sacrificially to the ministry. Have you considered sending in a gift to help us stay on the air? You can give online, by mail, or over the phone. Our website is versebyverseradio.org. And our phone number is 727-239-0306. It's been great sharing this time with you today. For Pastor Steve, this is Jerry Pruden, your host, looking forward to our next visit with you here on Verse by Verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.